Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. Thank you for tuning again to this your program, The Wow Marriage, where we give you biblical principles and life history. We have a lot of that that you can apply to your marriage so you can have a success and wow marriage, a great covenant that God can use for his glory and as a testimony to others. Today, we're going to talk about fed up to stay. You know, so many people talk about I'm fed up. I'm done. I'm leaving. I've been fed up with you before. But and I stayed. I, Lord Jesus, God knows I do. <laughs> we all been there. But how about fed up to stay? What yes. is that about? Well, it's about putting your own feelings aside, you know, and focusing on what your spouse uh, has to say, what they feel, rather than just being so prideful about your stance and where you are, what you want to do. And all the bad things that you go through in your marriage, you have to take a step back and look at. Not what the bad that, that I'm going through is all the good that we have, all the good that we've gone through and all the good that's before us. You know, have you thought about this? I, I have never seen one person in all this time who said, don't it? I'm fed up. I'm going to fight for this marriage. They only use that tenacity when they're fed up that they want to quit. That they want to quit. I wish we'd use the same tenacity. Say, no, devil, you're not having my marriage. I'm fed up. I'm going to fight for this. Most of the time, they're just like, I'm fed up, but just to leave. How about I use that to stay? Yeah, but you know, the funny thing about that is it's almost like a bad word, you know, marriage. Because when you're dating, when you're courting, when you're boyfriend and girlfriend, you're fed up to stay. Because yeah. you want that person, you do regardless of what you go through to, to, and how you're going through something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, hey, him. Like say, I got the girl. Say, hey, now I can do whatever I want. But we have to always go back to uh, those promises that we made at inception. You know, when we when we got married, when we stood at the altar before God and before the congregation and the pastor, we promised to give each other the world. Yeah. You know, but at some point when you get familiar in your situation and then you start to renege on some of those promises that you once made to each other. And that is what gets you fed up to leave. But we're going to talk about being fed up with the tenacity to stay and to fight for your marriage. Let's turn it around. Let's use all that focus instead of being like, I'm done with it. And you see how the passion that comes out from, especially female, we are so, not all, but I'm generalizing. Oh, I'm just so tired of him and he's doing this. I wish you rebuke the enemy of darkness who's attacking your marriage just like that. Or the man, and she done this and... Well, use that and attack the bullseye, attack the real enemy of your marriage. And with that same tenacity and that same boldness, use your authority and, and, and do something about it. And what you is know, the I, real enemy of the marriage? Are you? And also, many times we have such a passive um, fight when it comes to fight for something. Like, like the enemy is going to listen to us. We, we rebuke you, devil. Get out. You know, that's the story in the Bible. I love that. He just finally, I call you laughing. Because that's what I preached on last Tuesday. Well, yeah, I'm preaching your message. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, you know, let's say um, 
Let's say about the Apostle Paul, when he finally was fed up, he gave energy and he finally took authority and did something about it. According to um, mm-hmm. the book of Acts, verse um, chapter 16, the 18, I'm going to read the Amplified verse because okay. it's awesome. Then Paul, being greatly annoyed and worn out, turned and said to the spirit inside of her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ and his representative to come out of her. And he came out at that very moment. See, he spoke to that spirit behind. So many of us, we try to talk. I just refuse to waste so much energy and argument on trying to fix in the reason. You got to speak to the spirit behind the person. But he, he, this was happening for three days and he didn't yeah. do nothing. He, he kept, this woman kept saying, these are the men. Are we talking about the story in the Bible when this woman who had the spirit of divination mm-hmm. and she was making a lot of money to her, her master. And she kept saying to the Apostle Paul and his follower, like, this is the man who really going to tell you the way of, 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 of the heavens of God or whatever. Um, he didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing until he was finally fed up. Right. You will be amazed when you finally fed up and take all that boldness, all that seal and fight for your marriage. It is worth it. It absolutely is worth it because at the end of the day, when you look at who you are or who you aspire to be in Christ, all that has to go into consideration of your character. Mm-hmm. If you want to quit, just because something turns out hard or it's 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 bad or, or or it's a struggle, then you know the character of a man or of a woman, but the character of marriage should always be to reconcile, to make things work, to make it fit. And it doesn't have to be now this is not sin. Okay, you can never make it work with sin because that sin is what's going to draw you away from the word of God and the mm-hmm, body of Christ. The power of God. Right. So when you're working with each other, when your character, when you are displaying the character of, of a godly man and woman, you know, then you can work all these things out and it won't be a struggle because, you know, like the scripture says, you know, you're not we don't fight against flesh and blood. You know, that's Ephesians 6, 12. Mm-hmm. You know, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the principalities, against the rulers. And oftentimes when we go through things in marriage, you know, we want to focus in on the person rather than that spirit behind the situation or that spirit that's attacking or that, you know, the ill regard from for what the person says when they disrespect us or when they dishonor us. And you know what? One of the ways that you can recognize it's not just an argument, but it's a spirit. It's an attack from the enemy. When you're talking to your spouse and every time you say something, it turns around like it's a filter behind it. They don't even hear you what you just say. It turns into an offense, into a huge argument. And most of the time, you know, it's an attack from the devil. We're like, how do we got here? We were just talking about taking out the trash. And now we have a full blow up argument over something so simple. So when it's something so simple and small and it turns to a big argument, this could be a sign. It's just not really you or her. It's an attack from the enemy who has built up in your mind this this stronghold that every time your spouse says something, you just see the negative side out of it. And someone have to mm-hmm. rise above that. Someone have to say, you know what? Look at us. Look at what we're doing. And there have been times when we when we argue and we like, I can't even say that to you. It's be like, 
mm, I can see this is just an attack. I'm not going to argue about this right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pray and fast because every time we talk about any issue, it's an argument, it's a fight. This is right. not normal. And there's something going on outside of that. You know, uh, one of the notes we have here is understanding who your enemy is. You know, get fed up with him, not the person. Get fed up with the enemy, not your spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, it is not your spouse. It is not your outlaws. I mean, it's not your in-laws, <laughs> you know, and it's it's not the person who you're dealing with every day, but it's that spirit behind it. Somebody may be, have one of you may be just having a bad day. Yeah. And then, you know, something is said out of character or something is said, you know, because uh, one is annoyed or one is not feeling well so they take everything and they're so sensitive and all in tune with their emotions and they don't take you know the words of you know um rebuke or you know um push back yeah in a, in a good manner because your feelings are hurt because for some reason you know you're either emotional or you're either angry at something else and then you lash out at that person that's right there closest to you. And my friend, that should not be. No, it should not. But at the same token, we need to recognize those signs when you guys are under attack and take authority, pray. And it's above, if we can just live above the feelings. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel like praying. Well, you must want to be in that predicament for a while. I don't feel like holding his hand and... and um. Submitting myself. Well, you're going to find yourself in that predicament. Who's going to be the better person? Somebody take the spiritual lead and bind this assignment of the enemy against your marriage. And you have to watch out for those signs when things are going out of control and there's an unresolved issue. What is the root of the problem? The root of the problem is always the enemy of darkness who hates us. And the root of darkness is also pride. Who's going to humble themselves? Who wants peace? How bad do you want it? How bad How do you, bad want, you exactly. want this to be resolved? If I have to be the better person, so be it. If I have to be the one who uh, apologizes, so be it. I, I always tell God, say, God, I must have a crown full of diamonds and pearl because... Because Ooh. she really loves me. She submits <laughs> with all authority and, you know, zeal for her man of yeah, God. Uh, for, of course. <laughs> no, but there are times, it, you know, the enemy of darkness, we lie to all of us. And to me, one of the lies that I, I always, you know, hear from the devil is like, you always have to be the one. You always have to be the one to take the first step. I don't care. I'm a Christian. And yeah, I have to stand in the gap for my sister, my brother, my church. Why not for my man of God? It's okay. Uh, the crown is waiting for me, for obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit in every situation, including marriage. This is too worth to fight for. Yes, this you is, are. This covenant is worth it, you know. We are the testimony of, you know, if you submit to the Spirit of God, you can assure you're always going to have the victory, regardless of the outcome. Amen. Amen. Do you remember Amen. the day when I make you that cup of coffee? Why are you going to bring that up again? That's in the past. <laughs> it's just, because it's a, it's a, <laughs> I, it, just, it just makes so much, it was so profound to me yeah. because I realized that I obey God because I want to obey God, not because I want this great and, result. And that was one of the diamonds you got on your crown. Yeah, so, I got yeah. a couple of them, brother. You better. <laughs> well, this is what happened for those who don't know the story about the cup of coffee. I got to tell it. I got to mm. tell it again. Tell it, so, sister. So the Holy Spirit, we were going through a huge argument. 
Don't even know what we were arguing about. Exactly. It was a demo- <laughs> that tell you right there. That was a demonic attack, you know. But I took care of them. No, just kidding. <laughs> so I felt the Holy Spirit told me to make you a cup of coffee. And I was a baby in Christ. So were you. And I was started to recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I make you a cup of coffee and you look at the coffee. You look up and walked out. didn't even say a word to me that morning. I was so upset. I said, this hearing from God maybe not be working because I didn't have the result that I expect to have. Yeah. And I'm like, what did I even do that? I listened to you supposedly. And look, he didn't even acknowledge. I thought you were going to say, oh, baby, thank you. Let's, I'm sorry about the way I, you know, not that. Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me again and said, you obey me because you're my child. Right. Not because you want good result. And that just hit me. I'm like, you're right, Holy Spirit. Repent. I want to obey because I am your child. Not every time you hear God, you're going to have this glamorous response. However, your blessings come from your Lord, not your spouse. Right. And what happened to you? Do you remember what did you do? Oh, I think I blacked out when you hit me. No, I'm just playing. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no I, well, came, you, I came back and apologized. Yeah, like 10 minutes because later. Because I felt. It felt like I was going to die and go to hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was something going on inside of me. And I was like, you know what? This doesn't even feel right. I don't even know what's going through my mind, what's going through my body. But I've got to go back home and repent to my wife. And, And I did. And then, you know, something else happened later on that night. Whatever, but, uh, Christopher. You know, so, okay, but hold on, check this out, though. Okay. So, I mean, that's valid. And, mm-hmm. and we, I mean, you probably will go through stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that was years and years ago, years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, coming just uh, surpassing 33 years of marriage, you know, we don't argue and fight like that anymore. Because, because be if we did, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Exactly. <laughs> we refuse to submit. And that goes back to this to Ephesians 6.12. It says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the world's darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's always around. And let me tell you something, my friend. You know, every thought that comes into your mind is not your own. Exactly. You know, there are influences out there that come in that we have to understand that it is, you know, a while of the enemy. You know, it is something that we can take uh, control over because that's what this that's what the word of God tells us. You know, Second Corinthians 10, 5, you know, we take these thoughts captive. I'm, uh, yeah. Take these thoughts captive and call them to the obedience of Christ. That means we have the capacity to take every thought that comes into our mind. If it's not of God, we could take that thought and quickly dispel it before it takes root inside of us Mm -hmm. and starts to come out of our mouth or in our actions in the way we do things. You know, that is a good way to understand who you are in Christ and it's understanding that, you know, we're not perfect. So we are going to think some crazy thoughts. Some thoughts Mm -hmm. are going to come into our mind, but we do have the capacity to take those thoughts captive and call them to the obedience of Christ. You know, that knows, honey, is a lot of the stuff with my, in my case was assuming just don't think about it. Don't yeah. assume that he was his thinking, that um, he must be saying this, that. It doesn't matter. Stop assuming. You don't know. I know you love your spouse, and I think I know you very well. But at the end of the day, nobody knows you like that. Right. I need to stop assuming what is in your heart because that's going to create bigger problems. So stop assuming and attack the bullseye. 
who is the real enemy. Get fed up with him and buy the, you know, like that movie when that woman opened the door and said, Demon, leave this house, remember? Yeah. I, that's the kind of, she got fed up. Yeah, and she actually do something about it. And she got a she had a great revelation who her real enemy was. Right. And speaking of that, you know, that's another point we have here is fed up. You know, you said uh just like you can be fed up for the good, you can be fed up for bad, you know. And also nagging. Because, nagging can be a good thing or a bad thing. It depends on how you look it at it. Word, so prove word. it with the word of God. You know, the thing of it is every negative reaction or feeling or emotion. You can channel there so the God of heaven can have the glory. Yes. If you fed up to leave, you fed up to stay. If you nagging, nagging prayer. You know? <laughs> let's let's yeah. let's this, look at this great Judges example. 16, 16. Yeah, right. look at this great example. Justice 16, 16, just like you say, she termed him her nagging day after day until he was sick. To death of it. We're talking about Solomon. Mm -hmm. The uh, Delilah kept nagging and nagging. And Samson. Yeah, you Samson. Who did I say? He's Solomon. <laughs> Wrong character. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this, the point is, this woman kept nagging him. And he, she used it for evil. Yeah. And he, he, she ended up. He wanted revealing the secret of his strength. And that's what caused him to lose but, everything. But now, how can we use nagging in a good way? You can go ahead and read okay. the scriptures. In, uh, go ahead. in Luke 18, 15, it says, Yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming to me she wear me out. So, you know, he, the king provided for her. He gave her the satisfaction on what she needed, on what she desired because of her continual pressing in toward him, her continual approach, continuously approaching him and what she wanted because she had a fire in her that I am going to present my petition to the king and he will honor me and he will do what I say because of my tenacity Yay, to get to him. <laughs> and also in, in Luke eleven eight. You know, you remember the scripture when Luke eleven eight when when uh, it says uh, you know uh, friend he goes to his house. Jesus said if you went to uh, if somebody went to the house and you know he said to him friend lend me three loaves of you bread know, for mm -hmm. for you know someone has come to me and I have nothing to give him and then you go to his house and you know he says well hey bro my children and I are already in bed you mm -hmm. know so I'm not going to get up to give you anything and the scripture says in eight. It says, I tell you, even though he will not get up to provide for him because of his friendship, yet because of the man's persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So when we come to each other in our persistence in prayer and petition, and when we go to God and we constantly pour out, pour out our heart and our desire to him, you know, that can help bring reconciliation and restoration in our marriage. But that's not about beating them up. That's not about nagging negative way. Well, you did this wrong and you did that wrong and you never do this right. No, but it's about the love that we have for each other. And this is one of the things that we've established over the years where we learn how to fight. We learn how to argue because we don't look at the negative in the situation. We look at what we have. We look at what our result, our future result is what we desire it to be. Most of the time when people get into arguments, they focus on a way out or they focus on the negative or what they don't have. So at the end of the day, if there's something that we don't have, 
at the end of the day, we have the love for each other. Exactly. We have the love for Christ. Exactly. And we have a willing heart to want to submit and repent to each other in order that we can stay in good standing and in right standing with God. And don't be discouraged. This fed off has to cause you to be persistent. Because you might try it once, it might not work. Try it again or try different things. I remember talking to this couple. I said, oh, I said, oh, how about prayer at night? He said, we already tried that. Well, try something else. Do whatever it takes. This might work for you and me, but it might not work for, for your couple because God has a perfect plan for each and every one of us. Don't quit. Try something else. Try something else. That's persistent. Well, and try, yeah, and let's, then, let's try this. Well, let's try that. Or or persistent. Or, well, we start going to church and we still have problems. Well, keep going. Keep going to church. I mean, you can't, you can never say, you can never say that prayer doesn't work. You either mm -hmm. haven't been praying enough or you haven't been praying the right prayer, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because if, if you're told to pray and you pray for your marriage and you're praying for a way out of your marriage, <laughs> that's what you're going to get. But if you're praying for reconciliation, you know, if you're praying to be restored to each other and to be restored, you know, to a good relationship with your marriage and with God, you will have it. You just have not put the focus in. You haven't put the right prayer, the specific prayer in the, pres in the presence prayer. of God, yeah. praying the scripture over Amen. your marriage, because if the Bible says we can have what we say, we present our our prayers, petitions with thanksgiving to God, we will have it. Where two or more are touching together and agreeing in one thing, God mm -hmm. is with us and we, we will have what we say. So the problem is your prayer is not right or your confession is not right. Yeah, You can't pray something. And then turn around and, and say, complain. God, you know, thank you for restoring my marriage. I love my wife in Jesus name. Amen. And then turn around and start talking about, well, we're never going to make it because we're arguing again. Or complaining we're fighting about her. Again. Mm -hmm. And she didn't do this right. I asked her to do this and she didn't. I asked him, asked him to do that and he didn't. So when you start to talk in the negative, that's your confession. Mm -hmm. So you need to have a positive confession. A confession, I'm sorry, a positive confession as well as a positive prayer life over each other, mm -hmm. over yourself, over your marriage, over your household. That is what's going to guarantee the reconciliation. So when you get fed up, get fed up to say, hey, you know what? I will not quit. I Amen. am not quitting on you. I am not quitting on myself. And I'm definitely not quitting on the Lord. Hallelujah. When you're fed up to stay, you will finally realize that you're going to fight the good fight, good of, fight faith. of faith. And I First love Timothy the way the Amplified, yeah, yes. read it, read it, because the Amplified verse, is said the confession, the mm -hmm. good fight of faith, if you're going to fight it, you have to align it with your confession. What are you saying after you pay? Go ahead and read it, because you, you read so good. This is, the, this is the Amplified <laughs> Classic um, Edition. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned and for which you confessed the good confession of faith before many witnesses. So this goes back to that confession of faith. Like I say, when we when we talk to people and, and we counsel with them, you know, I tell them, go back to what you said at the altar. Yeah. Go back to what you said on that day when you swore to give each other the world when you married them. Make that your continual confession. Mm -hmm. You said, I will love you. I will not forsake you. 
I will always provide for you. I will be here for you in sickness and in health mm-hmm. till death do us part. Okay, neither one of you are dead, so why do you want to depart? Go back to that confession. <laughs> yes, of faith. Amen. Go amen. back to that confession. Maintain that faith confession that because I am doing what the word of God tells me to do, amen. and I am in my covenant with my wife, then I'm going to have what I say, and that is complete and yeah. utter reconciliation, restoration, love, and a good life in Jesus Christ. Amen. So get fed up and fight the good fight of faith and stay in. It's worth and it. stay. It's worth it. <laughs> so, hey, thank you for tuning in with us today. You can reach out to us uh, at, at our um, uh, at, at our email and, um, you know, look us up, you know, share our content on Facebook, YouTube. We are here for you. And we look forward to hearing some suggestions, some questions from you. In Jesus' name, I speak the favor of the Lord upon you, and I pray that you will have what you say in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.